Hello everyone and welcome to a new episode of Pessimism at its Finest. I'm your host, Alexandria, and this is the first time I'm recording an episode in a month. I had to take a whole month off recording and not because I didn't want to record. Obviously, there's so much to say. There's so much going on in the media. There's obviously The Bachelor's happening every week and I'm watching it, but I was just so, and I am so burnt out that I haven't been able to do like podcasting, reading books, even like digesting The Bachelor, like understanding the whole episode. And I know it's not a lot to digest, like totally understand it. It has just been a lot for me. So a personal life update. My dog was actually diagnosed with a very rare form of nose cancer. And she's currently in the room with me right now. Obviously, she's having difficulty breathing because her entire left nostril is destroyed. So if you hear any wheezing or weird sounds in the background of this episode that I can't edit out, it's going to be my dog. So we've been dealing with that. She's also been waking up every two to three hours, kind of like a newborn baby, So I'm a little bit sleep deprived. It's impacting my work performance. This is really showing me that I am in no way, shape or form ready for a newborn baby. And this is like totally making me question like why people pressure motherhood on me all the time. But like that's a different podcast episode. Also, my aunt has been in the hospital for over a week now and requiring a lot of in-person care and we have to take care of our cat on a daily basis and i'm gonna say something if you're a cat lover i'm so sorry but i do not like cats as pets and this experience having to take care of a cat has made me realize that i'm totally 100 a dog person and cats are just not for me and it's not the vibe and i'm not enjoying myself this is not fun i am not having a good time doing this but that's that with the cats. So, and then prior to that, I totally didn't record an episode because I unfortunately got sick, but I would like to like do a whole episode on like what that was like, what the symptoms were like. Um, I had some really odd symptoms and I was in the hospital for that. So I just had no time to kind of record an episode and I really wanted to give you guys obviously not a sick version of me when I came here and I had a lot of episodes that were pre-recorded that I could have like obviously given you interviews but you guys got one last week and I really want to roll them out in a timely manner so it's just more of a logistical situation but here we are back to regular podcasting hopefully and I'm so happy to be able to give you guys an episode I've missed sitting in front of the mic and doing this This is like my live diary and it's something I really look forward to doing for the week. So I'm excited to be back. Oh, also, I recorded a bonus episode for you guys that I probably will put out. I don't know when. And I basically went on these dates like you do this app called Filter Off. And I really kind of wanted to like play the dates. But I was thinking about 
is it ethical for me to release the recordings of the dates? Nobody said anything and they're like 90 second conversations and I removed any identifying information, but did they consent to be on the podcast? That's like a question I have and I don't know if I want to release that episode, so we'll see. Anyways, moving on. We need to discuss the Kanye West situation. Kanye West needs a friend and a good psychiatrist immediately. The whole Kanye West situation is kind of disturbing, and I know people are enjoying seeing the unraveling of Kanye, but he's actually not unraveling. He's currently in a manic state, and when you have bipolar disorder, my understanding is, and I don't know what type of bipolar he has, so I could just be talking like stupidity right now, but you have like low states, kind of like depression, and then you have like really high states, like mania, and when he acts in this way, it's a common kind of like trend or common way for people in a manic state to act so he we can assume he's in mania right now and it's really hard to navigate somebody who's going through like a bipolar episode like Kanye and I think that Kim has been handling it in the best way that she possibly can I also believe Kim is kind of like using TMZ because I don't know if you guys know Jenner Communications aka Kris Jenner owns 50% of TMZ And a lot of the narratives that they spin, a lot of the things that come out about the family, it's very controlled. Like, you know, the Tristan Thompson videos, those are very controlled environments that they're released in. And so they can control the narrative around Kanye and they're using TMZ as a media method or media vehicle to kind of like make him look crazier than he is. And my fear overall is that this will impact Kanye's custody situation in the long term and impact the way that he's able to have access to his kids. And we need to also know that like kids need both parents, especially if they can be healthy. And what I would love to see for Kanye is that he, you know, deactivates his Instagram for a while, checks into some treatment, starts on like a good medication regimen and focuses on his mental health and the health of himself for his kids and hopefully he gets a good friend I think the whole thing and I think about myself as an only child it's like when you're an only child and your parent dies your primary parent and you don't really have siblings you don't have cousins and stuff like that it is very hard to kind of like have that person to lean on and I think Kanye really has no family he has no one and his kids are his family but they're too young to help him navigate the situation so that's also really hard and his friends are like enabling him in many ways let's talk about the Billie Eilish tweet so he basically said to Billie that Billie should apologize to Travis Scott and Travis Scott liked it and I was really disappointed that he liked that post because while it may be funny to you you're enabling that in you're enabling that behavior from Kanye and you shouldn't be doing that at all like especially if you know that he's ill and I think that it's a hard situation to be in and I don't really have any fun to poke it's a really sad situation frankly and I'm not even laughing at the tweets anymore I mean I'm laughing at the responses to the tweets like Kid Cudi today was really funny Um, Billy Eilish was really a blunt fact and I'm glad that these people are kind of responding to him because at least they're making it known that everything he's saying is not rooted in fact but he is a multi-billionaire multi-billionaire like a three billionaire 
okay, if you have more than one billion, are you like multi? Like if I have two billion, can I be a multi-billionaire? Does that work? I don't know. Like when do you become multi? But yeah, I think that that's the situation there. Also like Julia Fox, that I don't understand. So she's really weird. (laughs) And if you haven't listened to her call her daddy interview and I listened to snippets, it sounded to me like she idolizes Kanye more, like that she's more impressed with him as a person, like more than she is actually in love with him and the relationship context, which is very like strange to me. But I guess it works for them right now. She just says she likes foursome. She says she likes a lot of things that are like not conventional. And I think maybe in Kanye's state of mania, Julia might be the perfect partner for him. I'm not too sure at all what's going on there, but that's the situation with that. So Jamie Lynn Spears, let's talk about that. I'm going to say this. A lot of people had a different take on the call her daddy interview with Jamie Lynn Spears. I believed 50% of what she had to say, and I'll tell you why. I don't think Britney is lying, but I don't think Britney's truth is the only truth. I think Jamie Lynn may not be a good person, but I have a feeling that Jamie Lynn had less control of the situation than the media or the public perceives her to have had. And I think that's the problem. I think that even Brittany is trying to paint it like Jamie Lynn, who would have been, I think, underage at the time of the conservatorship had all this pull and all this power over the father and decisions about Britney. And I think while she may have had her hand in some things, I don't even think she had her hand in things, to be honest. I do believe she benefited from the conservatorship. I believe it was more of a situation where she just stayed out of it. So even when she saw abuse, she stayed out of it. She stayed silent and she was a bystander. And I think sometimes when you are silent in situations that require, you know, you to speak up, it makes you look worse than you are. And that's why I say I don't believe Jamie Lynn's a good person. However, I don't believe she's as bad as Britney and the media are painting her to be for the mere fact that I believe that she really did not involve herself in the situation, even though she knew the magnitude of the situation. That is what I believe about Jamie Lynn. I don't think she's fully lying. I just think she's trying to sell a book that's what it is and i think the two of them should probably cease and desist try and salvage whatever of the relationship they have left and move on on that foot and see if that works for them i don't have anything else pop culture wise guys i don't know i'm a little bit tired so let's go right into the bachelor um i've missed episodes three four and five so the three weeks of the bachelor i have not recapped i think i'm just going to talk about the highlights right now because tomorrow's episode six and i don't think you really need me to kind of go through what happened because you probably already watched if you're here for that so shanae i just want to talk about shanae i think number one shanae is either a true narcissist has narcissistic personality disorder and i don't say that lately or Sinead was hired by ABC to create drama and ABC is trying to get Clayton to keep her. I think Clayton even posted something saying that they forced Sinead to keep him. Like, I think some girl was like, wear navy blue shorts if like they forced you and he wore navy blue shorts in his picture or something like that. 
But I want to talk about episode five and the apology. So Shanae basically goes, cries to the girls after talking to Clayton and apologizes to them. And then Clayton goes back and makes out with Clayton. And then in a cutscene, says she's only there to win. I think one of two things. The Bachelor is technically a competition. And the best competitor with the best connection wins. If we think about it. I think her goal was to go as far as she could go. Either for like brand possibilities, maybe for love, or maybe her ultimate goal was just to win the final rose. And she saw only competitive and not romance in the process. And maybe she wanted to have a TV moment. The problem is with Shanae, she's taken a little bit too far. She's hurt feelings in the process. She's said things that are really negative in the process. And I think that now it's not funny anymore. Now it's like absolutely concerning. And the public is like, is she really like this? Is she really this crazy? And I'm at the point where I'm also agreeing with the public. I'm like, she needs to take several seats and chill. But at the same point in time, I do think that she's been a good addition to the season. We're starting to see Clayton's ability to make decisions and his resolve. And we're starting to see where Clayton's mind is at. I think Clayton partially was keeping Shanae just to sleep with her because we see in the cutscenes so many times that he sleeps with more than one girl and he lets them know about it. But we'll see. I still think Clayton's bland, but there's something about him that seems homey. Like when I look at him, I think of a cup of Tim Horton's chicken noodle soup. Like that's how I feel about him. But he's Clayton and he's kind of boring. And I don't feel this pull between him and any girl yet. Like, I feel like it's an equal pull between him and every girl. Like, there's not a girl that he's like, wow, like her. Like, I don't feel that with anyone. And I think that that is the problem so far. And I also think Shanae has like taken over the season. And that's not beneficial to the narrative as well. Also, we need to discuss Shrimpgate. What the hell is going on with this entire shrimp situation? So in episode three, I believe, Elizabeth made shrimp. Sinead took eight of the 16 shrimp. I hope you guys know when you buy a bag of shrimp, not a lot of shrimp comes in that. And eight shrimp is actually not a lot of shrimp. And I'm glad they put a shrimp counter on the screen because I would be like, Sinead's taking all this shrimp. Do you see how many times I've said shrimp? This is the problem already. Okay. So Sinead feels bad, goes back and makes more shrimp and offers it to the group and only one person takes the shrimp. <laughs> shrimp. So they start this whole argument about shrimp. They even, Elizabeth and um Shanae have a talk with Clayton and they argue and Elizabeth brings up the shrimp even Clayton's head starts to hurt over the shrimp and the shrimp situation persists for three episodes you even see Shanae eating shrimp after discussing the situation and she even posted her story her Instagram story her eating shrimp I never thought I'd be personally victimized by shrimp in my entire life but here we are I think it was just a prop that they they use just to kind of like push the narrative that Shanae is so terrible but the shrimp thing was funny at first and then it became so frustrating because even the girls were like let's stop talking about shrimp and I don't want to eat shrimp again for a while over this shrimp gate situation but 
It is what it is. Elizabeth went home. Sinead prevailed. And Shrimpgate proceeds until I believe this week. I have a feeling my prediction that Sinead goes home after this week. That's my 100% prediction. But we'll see. And then that's going to be the end of Sinead. I'm going to end my recap here. And I'm going to give you a more comprehensive recap this week. I just wanted to touch base with all my lovely listeners and give you guys a little episode because I haven't done it in a while and I'm so terrible. Also, I want to talk to you guys about the stuff I'm watching on Netflix. I want to touch base on Sweet Magnolias. I want to talk to you guys about Heart of Dixie. I have so much I want to say. I have so much I want to do. I have so much I want to discuss. I'm so excited to be back and we'll touch base next week. Love you all. Thank you for listening. Also, I never say this, but go on iTunes, rate the podcast. Five stars if you want, four, but no less than four. Go rate the podcast. Love you all.